Moncrief on News Talk. For So You Think You're an Adult, uh, we are joined uh, once again by Declan Buckley and the newly jabbed Barbara Scully. <laughs> Barbara, good afternoon to you. So have you developed any superpowers or anything so far? <laughs> no, disappointingly not. And I don't feel I've been downloaded with anything amazing either. So yeah, I'm a bit disappointed, but it was a very bizarre experience to stand in a huge place like the Aviva, where I'd never been before, uh, <gasps> which has obviously rugby connotations, with a whole load of people that you possibly could have slept danced in a different rugby club a long time ago because we were all born the same year it was weird yes actually that's another thing I, I kind of thought of that aspect and like yeah. how, and how long did it take from kind of as soon as you arrived up to getting it done uh, an hour I was now I, I was reasonably lucky it took me an hour uh, my husband was done the day before me and it took him an hour and a half but I have a neighbour up the road who was done around the same time as well and she was there for three hours so oh, uh, but I mean I have to say it was uh, I felt very happy to be there there was a great atmosphere in the place Most everybody was very happy to be there um, and the staff were brilliant and the, the queue moved along all the time I brought a book and uh, I read my book and shuffled along and wondered about uh, some of the people I was with and whether I'd ever crossed paths with them before and, yeah, it was all very interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah did we ever snog at any point yeah did I ever slow dance with him I wonder well no but you know they're all wearing masks I assume <laughs> yeah. well this is true but the other thing that you start to look at and again it's hindered by the masks is you start to go all these people were probably born around the same year that I was and you're kind of going oh they've aged really well god they look great and then you go oh, I look okay so it's, all, it's great Right. Uh, right. Anyway, here's your first question. My <laughs> wife and I have been together a little over three years. For the first uh, year and a half or so, we pretty much always went to bed together at the same time. However, things were simpler back then. She wasn't working and I had a job with flexible hours. We usually would not go to bed until around 2 a.m. However, in the last year or so, Especially, uh, she started working a strictly scheduled job from 9 to 5. She now avoids the late nights and tries to go to bed by 10, but I'm working from home with even more flexibility, so I still burn the midnight oil and stay up late. This has created a situation where we're constantly going to bed and waking up at different times. My wife said to me she gets really sad that we don't go to bed at the same time anymore. I understand where she's coming from, but I find it difficult to force myself to sleep at 11. And I really miss uh, and I really value the quiet nights. By going to bed earlier with her, I feel like I would miss out on having some me time. Should I compromise on this and go to bed earlier? Declan. Me, I don't. I really don't know what uh, this person means by me time, but it sounds very dodgy to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we all know what the text. Just yeah. assume I've read out all the ah. He's watching porn texts, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just now that we've got that out of our systems. Um. Yeah. It's kind of this is. I think a lot of people can kind of relate to this. It's kind of partially down to the fact that the kind of the honeymoon phase of, of being together is kind of is kind of wearing off and and people are starting to negotiate the way that they want to, to kind of live in their own little part of the relationship. I kind of think it's a bit sad, though. It kind of feels like, you know, if the if the, the wife, I, I don't know if these two wives or is it a man and a woman? I don't know. I'm going to not assume anything. Uh, but being in bed alone is kind of a is, isn't a nice place to be it's kind of so I kind of I feel sorry for the person who goes to bed early and if if you're going to go to bed at different times there's always going to be one person who's going to bed early and there's the second person and we've talked about this before who's kind of 
either bludgeoning them their way into bed late at night or tiptoeing their way to bed, trying not to knock things over and wake up, wake up the person who's already in bed. So it's a bit of a mess. So it always works out better if, if both parties can find a way to kind of go to bed at the same time. And, you know, even if they're getting up at the same time too. Um, I think it's just, it, there's a lot of talk at the moment about something called sleep hygiene as well. And it's about getting a good night's sleep. And, and that includes not being interrupted by, you know, some clown has been up watching whatever all night in the middle of the night. But there's also the part about what, what going to bed, not sleeping, but going to bed means. It's the kind of intimate uh, moments that you have just before you, when you're winding down, your, br- your brain is emptying out of all the things that you've been doing during that day. And you get a moment to have a chat about stuff that you might not have the chance to talk about. And then obviously there is, you know, the escalation of any other kind of intimacy that might uh, present itself at that moment as well. And all of that has been brushed aside by somebody saying, no, I want some me time. And, and you know, then you're kind of left wondering why that person wants to be sharing a bed with somebody at all in the first place. So I totally get where, where the, the, the complainant's perspective is. I'm not really sold on, on, on the, the, the me time thing because unless there's just no scope anywhere else during their kind of working from home and having loads of time to have time for themselves, um, I, don't, I don't know what, um, what, what I would suggest there. But I do think that they need to be a little bit more... Um, either they need to be a little bit more sympathetic to to the wife's perspective or they need to communicate much clearer as to exactly what it is they are gaining from not um coming to bed at you know at a similar time to their partner yeah is it just a habit he's got into yeah but it's a bad habit yeah uh, Barbara, yeah. me time. Yeah, we all know we all know who the needy one is in Declan's relationship. Anyway, Declan. <laughs> uh, well, I Barbara, totally, totally disagree I think this vaccine has changed you, said. Barbara. <laughs> I'm a hard, a hard edge. You are hardened listen, now. Hardened, but listen, I totally get your man. I, you know, I mean, I think. I mean, Declan painted this lovely kind of twee picture of, you know, going to bed together and your mind emptying out and, you know, all that nonsense. And and I mean, that is lovely, but like, that's not real life. Um, In reality, there are, the world is made up of night owls and early birds. And it just sounds like they're, one is a night owl and one is an early bird. Just because you're, you know, in a relationship with somebody doesn't mean that you're both going to, you know, uh, have your body clocks be exactly the same. So, um, and I mean, you did say, Jacqueline, the one thing I did disagree, with, did agree with you on was the fact that three years in, you know, the honeymoon period is over. And unless there's a reason to go to bed early, uh, which may happen, presumably, and I'm assuming that this letter isn't about sex of their sex life it's literally just about going to bed mm. i really i really don't understand what the problem is i mean it okay it is nice to go to bed together you know and, and have all that like kind of downtime and you know the kind of light chat you'd have and the snuggling up as you get into bed and you know all the rest of it but in reality most, i don't think most couples end up being kind of completely synchronized like that i think in order to make her feel a bit better if she is upset about it i mean to me i love having the bed to myself regardless of whether it's in the morning because he gets up earlier or at night well i don't usually because he goes to bed earlier but um so like if, if she is upset about it then i mean he said it himself in the last line of the letter should i compromise and go to bed earlier yeah but only occasionally i totally get the me time 
even with all the guffawing. I totally get the house is quiet. Everybody's gone to bed. It's only you and the cat still up. And I love that. Um, so, yeah, I'm never in a rush to go to bed. Um, but occasionally he could go to bed a bit earlier just to make her feel better. Or occasionally she could stay up a little bit later, maybe on the weekend, so they could go to bed later together. So I don't think it should be all him having to go to bed early because she's upset. I think they should try and accommodate each other on occasion. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I wonder, do they have kids? I would suspect they don't. E- I don't know. I kind of wonder. I think the me time with me certainly was very much revolved around when it started when the kids were younger. Do you know that time when the house settled, everybody was gone. There was no more demands. The kitchen was tidy. Everybody was asleep. I loved that. I loved when it was quiet mm. and there was nobody around. And that I think I think ties into having kids because your house is quiet all the time if you don't have kids. No, I, I suppose what I mean is that when you, you know, a couple are first together for maybe the first few years, they might go do the going to bed at the same time thing. Then kids come along and disrupt that. And then they kind of realise, well, actually, it's not like really vitally important. We have to go to bed yeah. at the same time as long as we're still communicating with each other. Exactly. That's exactly it, though. I mean, it is that thing about communication. And it is that I think that a lot of people find it much easier to be uh, to communicate in a more intimate way when they're in that position, where they're literally lying down beside each other, as opposed to running around with their head half in some other issue or some problem. So maybe, maybe and I agree, maybe there was a bit of twee coming from me of the old uh, going to bed and hugging each other. A bit. Thing, but, um, that's just because I live in it. I have a fully functioning relationship, Barbara. So there you, you, there you go. <laughs> wow. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Uh, the, right. Okay. Anya says, is the husband drinking late into the night? I think there's more to it than what's being said. So he's an alcoholic. Uh, um, that's Watching porn. <laughs> Watching porn. Uh, uh, another texter says, seriously. The honeymoon is over after three years. We're married 32 years and still feel like we're on honeymoon. That's lovely. Oh, Aww. good for them. Yay. Good for them. Probably got money. Uh, Jenny says, I'm an early bird and my husband is a night owl, but we cherish being in bed together. I just pop earbuds in so he can still watch telly when I'm ready for sleep. I feel sad for his wife. It's very unloving, uh, she says. Uh, Phil says, I have the same issue with my partner as well. She's a morning person. I'm a night owl. I can relate to what your listener said about the late night time on your own. It's really nice to have that. I loved it for a while and my partner never pressured me about going to bed with her, even though I know she would have liked that. After a while, I really missed that bit of intimacy, though. So I've started going to bed earlier. I would never go back to the way it was. Mm. So there you go. Different solutions for that. Anyway, we do have to take a break. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Uh, Coming up after this, how do I break up with my friend? 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Barbara and Declan are still with us for So You Think You're an Adult. Uh, They've already uh, addressed a question where uh, uh, the wife wants the husband to come to bed at the same time uh, as her. He really doesn't want to. He's developed different habits. It's creating a little bit of friction. Uh, One texter says, agree with Declan 100%. Presumably that's from uh, Declan's husband. Uh, Brian says... uh, You first. Uh, uh, Brian says, don't worry, Mrs. You'll come to appreciate having the bed to yourself. Ah, for separate beds, separate rooms and the glory of undisturbed sleep. It's better than sex, uh, says Brian. There's a, <laughs> they've been together for a while. Now, uh, there is a friend of mine who has known me for 23 years. I've been living abroad, but since I moved back home, we've reconnected. I'm so disheartened by our friendship. I don't feel valued when we chat. I feel small, like my thoughts, feelings and opinions. <laughs> 
opinions mean nothing and that her problems are always worse and her opinions are more important. I feel bulldozed all the time and feel so much frustration just trying to talk to her. Any connection we had and things we had in common have faded into distant memory. Our friendship is draining me every day and I just want to move on but I feel bad because we've known each other so long that I think she'd be really hurt. Should I break up with my friend? Uh, Barbara? Um, this is interesting. Like, I, I, I don't, this is kind of a, um, a, what you call it, begins with M, uh, for modern living. Like, why do we need to see this as like a black and white issue that either they are bosom buddies, absolute, or they have to break up? Um, I mean, friendships wax and wane all the time and their intensity is very often um, uh, kind of fluid. Um, and, you know, this the, the woman who's written in, or the, I'm thinking it's a woman who's written into us. Mm. They've, they've spent time apart because she was abroad and now she's come back. And things have moved on, including the energy of the friendship and, and perhaps the, the person who is her friend. She says, the woman who wrote in, that she doesn't feel valued and that when they chat and that she feels bulldozed. So it's clear that the dynamics have definitely changed. And that's quite normal. Um, I mean, to me, it just sounds like she needs to dial back the friendship a little bit at the moment. Um, I don't know whether... You know, is it possible that because she's been abroad that she's focusing too much on this friend that she had and that she hasn't Mm. um, kind of made the time to make other friendships, new friendships now that she's come back and so that she's putting all her energy into this one friendship. Um, So I think she needs to dial it back a little bit, put some energy into meeting other people and developing other friendships. I don't think she needs to go all melodramatic and decide, you know, either they're very good friends or they break up just take her foot off the gas a little bit and and relax about it and see where it goes uh Declan but it sounds like this woman was away for some years then she moves back to the and had been in hadn't been in much contact with this person uh this old friend and then when they uh, she re-met them she thought oh god she's a bit of a wagon uh it's not much more complicated than that yeah, I mean, I think that we can often make category errors when we when we think about friendship because what we can we can assume is just because they're old, long-standing relationships that that means that they give us all the qualities of what you know our our mental picture of a good friendship is. And um, that's not to say that, as Barbara points out, there isn't a place for for this kind of relationship in this woman's life, particularly if she has, as we're assuming, come back from living abroad and she doesn't have quite the the. Um, the textured social life and maybe she's is a little bit reliant on this wagon as you put it and and who's making her feel bad now, if, if she's making her feel really really bad and if it, it's getting into the kind of um bullying toxic kind of nonsense well then absolutely categorically just walk away you don't owe anybody like that anything whereas if it's a if it's a kind of you know well you used to be such a nice person and I had such nice memories of you but now that I've tried to go back to that place which was the 1970s and it's no longer the 1970s um that's that that's a kind of a that's just sad but as as Barbara says relationships change all the time um even really good friendships can evolve closer and apart and so it's sad and it feels bad but it's possibly a sign of your growth or their growth but um you know, sometimes it is it is time to not, as Barbara says, not melodramatically kind of, you know, break up with the relationship. But you can definitely redefine, you know, the terms of the relationship in terms of how often you're around for that person and, and what part they play in your life and all that kind of stuff. I think we, we can over we can overplay what a relationship is and what it means to us. And that that 
prevents us from allowing ourselves to see that time has evolved and, and that we're different people and we have different needs. Obviously, friendship is a two-way street and it's not something, it's not all about what you get out of it. But if you're not getting the good stuff, it's, I mean, look, I, I think Barbara's right. Just just go somewhere else for a little while. Just don't be around so much. And, and, and um, yeah, and maybe it is, maybe it is actually just sad but true that the time for your relationship has kind of come to a close it happens all the time it's normal and i think i think also the fact that as you say she's been away the friend who's here who who didn't go away her life has carried on she's had you know obviously made other friendships and i'd say this one has come back from being abroad perhaps to find she's been relegated to the b division whereas previously she was in the a division and uh you know she needs to have a friend in the a division who she can rely on for all kinds of things and i think a lot of it is her realisation that, uh, as Declan said, like things have changed and they're not the way they used to be. And I think she has to accept that. I don't get any sense from the letter, but I would agree with Declan if there were, was bullying involved uh, to walk away. But I don't get a sense of that. I just get a sense of that she's been perhaps a little bit needier than the friend who's here and never went away. And the friend who's here and never went away is probably going, holy God, she's on the phone again. <laughs> holy God, you know, she wants... <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> and there might be a little bit of the friend who is here trying to give her the message of like calm down a little bit like I have a lot of other stuff going on and I don't have really the space for this intensity um, that she does Mm. I had a great relationship with my boyfriend for the last two years until we moved in together about five months ago he said he wanted to have a gaming room and I knew he was really into it so I agreed at first we'd still spend time together but lately he's just been shut away in the gaming room he doesn't even eat with me anymore pretty much the only time he leaves that room is when he's going to work I've tried bringing this up with him but he can never seem to find the time to have a proper talk I don't want to just dump him because we do love each other and have had a great relationship up until this point but I often find myself thinking that I deserve better do you think there's a way to repair the relationship or is it a lost cause now this puts won't go to bed with me at the same time into some sort of uh, relief I would have thought (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean again it's it's to do with the whole reason what this person is doing and and like it is completely possible that this person has some kind of a like a I, I won't call it an addiction but maybe maybe I don't know enough about do gaming addictions happen? I, I definitely think you can have a very unhealthy relationship with your your computer and your gaming, and you can it can it can become the only thing you're interested in. But it can also, uh, you know, it's particularly in, in during the COVID time when we've all become a little bit smaller, our worlds are becoming smaller. It's very easy for us to become kind of shrunken away from the world. But it's not acceptable for anybody in a relationship to make the person they're in a relationship not feel that they are prioritized. So if if the video games are making her feel she's not his number one priority, that's red flag, big alarm bells, something not very good in your relationship. If when you confront him or, you know, I don't mean aggressively, but if you talk to him about it, he's he, he's kind of dismissive and, and rude about that, then that's a, that's a double red flag and I will be very concerned about your relationship going forward. Um, I think that it sounds to me like she's putting more effort into into the relationship than him um, and if he's unwilling to talk about it and, and he's not willing to kind of accept her point of view, then I think she's kind of seeing the writing on the wall. I mean, it, there's no, I don't have an issue with people being into gaming and everybody has their hobbies and there's been golf widows and all kinds of you know reasons why spouses and partners disappear off into the into the world to do their own thing. But I think that if, if, if she's expressed a concern and he's not listening to her, that's that's problematic. 
That's right. what I feel. Okay. Barbara, dump him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, I think this is is quite problematic. I mean, again, like Declan, I don't know a lot about gaming, but I do know there is such a thing as a gaming addiction. And what I wouldn't like is the fact that he's shut himself into another room, closed the door, and he's not even coming out to share meals with her and Mm. eat with her. Like, that to me is problematic. And I'm just wondering, are there other areas in his life that he is neglecting? You know, seeing family, I don't know, personal hygiene, like other things that have, you know, that he's neglecting in order to just concentrate on the gaming it sounds to me like that since she's moved in with him and is there all the time he feels oh that's grand now we live together so i can vanish off into the room and not really make much of an effort and so like what declan says definitely she needs to talk to him and explain to him that he needs to dial it down a little bit and wean himself off the quite so so much attention i'm all for people having their own hobbies and doing their own thing don't get me wrong but if it is if it is problematic to the extent that she's on her Sweeney Todd more often than not, including having her dinner on her own, then I think definitely there is a problem. And if he's not willing to make an effort, she's got to think of what she needs to do. But I would say that there is information online and there are centres like the Rutland Centre who might be able to, if she feels there's a bigger problem, um, you know, if she puts it up to him and says, listen, you need to sort this out or I'm, I'm walking, not quite that boldly, flowering fr- 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 that up. And if he's not willing to do anything, he may have a he may have an addiction issue with gaming, which I, is real. And I think that that then she would need to direct him or find some information to help him deal with that. But I mean, with all addictions, we know that unless the person wants to sort it out, it exactly. can be very difficult. So she needs to kind of think long and hard. Barbara Scully and Declan Buckley, two big rocks of sense. Thank you both very much. Uh, you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. Uh, after that, is poker really sexist? Moncrief on News Talk.